Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Would You Like Franchise With That. This week, we watched the first Lord of the Rings movie, The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't record a pod about it because uh, we were told in no uncertain terms that... You shall not Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Would You Like Franchise with that. Uh, it's Jack here with me as always. It's my good buddy Cal. Hello. And my other good buddy Cole. Uh, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't come up with something better. I, I, I was trying to think of that's something a, Lord of the Rings related. Just like, my buddy Cole and there's this pause <laughs> like with your wet with me. <laughs> yeah, it's you. <laughs> I've been fiddling with my mic the whole time. I finally, I think I finally got it working. Well, you, so. You'll go blind if you keep doing that. <laughs> sick of it <laughs> um, and this week uh, this week we uh, we uh, mixing up the format a little bit uh, because as you might remember we're back from a pretty long hiatus uh, back watching franchises realizing realize that watching franchises can be a fucking nightmare so yeah. um, we've altered the format a little bit and we're now doing would you like franchise with that? No, we're doing would you would like you, franchise? Would you, would you like franchise? Would you like franchise? Like, it's just more aggressive. Would you, would you like Do you franchise? want franchise or not? Would you like franchise with us? The fuck and have, you is, had fran- have you had enough franchise yet? The, the basically, is, we're giving I think maybe... A- I think we were doing like some, some heavy lifting for people out there. You know, like, it, it, yes, it was a chore to watch like a full set. But the fact that we would actually do that probably, you know, got some people listening, you know, just because we've yeah. watched one Lord of the Rings movie, yeah. <laughs> maybe they're not going to listen to that. But I no, I do understand what you're saying. We were doing kind of a public service, watching yeah. the movies that uh, so you don't have to kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But in the current circumstances where, you know, um, things are difficult enough as it is, so let's yeah. not make things more difficult <laughs> yeah, for ourselves yeah. by watching the Adams Family Part Three. <laughs> and really, Adam's let's be honest, this be is like just for me. Awesome. Well, the first two were good, but yeah. you didn't even watch the third one. <laughs> you picked it. I know, but I watched the animated one. Um, but anyway, anyway, Adams Family's in the past. We're in the present. We're talking yeah. about <laughs> the present of the Lord of the Rings. We're talking about the present of Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is a franchise that we've started watching, and what we're going to do is just watch one film at a time, and then sort of democratically decide if we're going to continue with the franchise. Yeah. Would you like? Would franchise? you like franchise with that? And you know, we, yeah, we're just giving ourselves free agency, free will, like we as humans were designed to have. Yes. Yep. Because this yeah, is just a, a bit it's of a, fun. It is a voting system. A majority rules, right? On that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on the electoral college in which state we're voting in. So. <laughs> um, doesn't necessarily need the pro- the popular vote. Um, and I have enlisted the help of some of some um, shady Russians to tweak it all in my favor. Anyway, so we're watching Rocky. Which one's the Russian one? Rocky Four. Yeah. We're watching Rocky Four again. <laughs> but this time we've watched Rocky Four <laughs> every week for the past six months. <laughs> 
Um, so I would watch Rocky for again. Absolutely. So we watched Lord of the Rings, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring, the first movie. Um, I started watching this movie two weeks ago, have had it playing continuously since, and just finished it this morning. So I'm interested and excited to chat to you guys about it. Were you watching it on double speed? <laughs> <laughs> it's long. It's real long. <laughs> long it's movie. real long. Uh, hey, Callan, can you tell us what happened in Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah, I've got a little synopsis here. Um, it's a little bit long, so uh, make yourself comfortable. <clears throat> Chapter one, a long expected party. When Bilbo Baggins of Bag End announced that he would shortly be celebrating his 111st birthday with a party of special magnificence, there was much talk and excitement in Hobbiton. Bilbo was very rich and very peculiar <laughs> and had the wonder <laughs> of the show for just 16 reading the years. Book. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's a synopsis, right? It's a kid's version of the book. An abridged no, I am reading the book. version. No, I've written my own, I've written my own one. Everyone don't worry, knows don't that worry. most books are just the synopsis of the movies they turned, got turned into. Yeah, it's the novelization of the film. <laughs> um, no, I have written one. Okay, all right, I'll start again. <clears throat> it's Bilbo Baggins' 11th birthday... <laughs> And he's having a choice airs party with all his brothers and cousins. <laughs> Mr. Prime Minister. <laughs> his big mate Gandalf lets off a few sparklers and picks up a tinny from his skucks mate Pippin. <laughs> it keeps going South African. I can't not make it South African. Okay. <clears throat> Fush and chops. Fush and chops. The punters are out in full force. Fush and chops. <clears throat> After a night on the turps, little mate Bilbo, Bilbo picks up his fam and gets a good rack up, taking the absolute piss. Oh, fuck, it's just South African. I'm just going to do it in a South African accent because I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> he slips his little ring <laughs> on his finger and disappears. Eh? Gandalf flips his lid. Flops his lid. <laughs> How many accents do you have to get wrong until you get to one that it's racist to do? <laughs> Three. <laughs> That's the rule. Bilbo, you muppet. Uh, it, doesn't he know that that's the one ring? Gandalf needs to go handle the jandal, uh, and he takes Bilbo back on a tiki tour to his batch. Bilbo, you egg. <laughs> Give me back that magic ring. <laughs> oh, piece of piss, mate, says little Bilbo. I'll give you back the ring. <laughs> it's so nearly South African. I don't, yeah, it's just too close. Um yeah, now nah, maybe I'll keep it, eh? Says Bilbo. Do not take me for a conjurer of cheap tricks, Bilbo Baggins. Says Gandalf. Don't be all mouth and no trousers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I googled like South uh, New Zealand sayings, yeah. and apparently that's the all mouth, no trousers. <laughs> yeah, which means just like um, a pain in the ass. Uh, leave the ring. All right, no wuzzes, jeez. Always spitting the dummy, Gandalf. I'll suss it. Sure, says Gandalf. All right, I'll stop the terrible mm-hmm. New Zealand thing there. Um, and what I thought we would do, um, as we're only talking about one movie, and as this movie is the length of three movies, I thought I'd split the synopsis into some little chunks so we can kind of break it off. Sounds good. Um, so Bilbo, he's had the party. Um, Frodo gets the ring, which turns out is super duper powerful um and he's told to go and meet gandalf in brie 
He sets off with Sam, and after an altercation with Fana Maggot's crops, sorry, Fana Maggot's crops, they pick up Merry and Pippin uh, into the party. Spooky riders in black chase the hobbits, but they're able to escape on the Buckleberry Ferry and make it to Bree, where Pippin orders a pint. Gandalf turns out not to be there after all. Um, little beknownst to the hobbits, the big man has run afoul of Saruman the White. Frodo accidentally trips, uh, putting on the ring and alerting the ring race to their location. A strange figure sitting in the corner of the room, smoking his weed pipe, uh, turns out to be Strider, uh, or Aragorn, as his friends call him. Uh, he hides the hobbits in his room as the wraiths search uh, the prancing pony for them. On daybreak, they set out on their adventure uh, and kind of act one. Uh, how did you guys like going back to the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring? The Fellowship of the Ring. No. Jack? No, that's you know what, guys? This you... movie, it's it's just not for me. It doesn't like, like it's fine. It's 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 enjoyable, and like I I know there's it's like a massive, it's epic, and it's it's definitely got a lot going for it. But I like I I saw it when it came out in the cinemas. Hadn't seen it since. Mm. Wouldn't bother me if really? I saw it again. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Wow. It, it doesn't like. Yeah, I don't know. Are you just, a fan of the books? No, nah, never read the books. I'm not a fan of like I'm not really a fan of fantasy as a as a genre uh-huh. on the whole. Um I don't really know why. Like I don't I don't find this movie like I'm not I don't find it offensive or anything, but I'm just like it's just so it's just so long and drawn out and like it's so earnest and and everything everything Frodo says, he says like this. <laughs> and that kind of annoys me. Oh, Sam. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. Oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Like, it's 20 years old. I know it's 20 and... years, but I, I, I remember feeling this at the time when I saw it. And, like, and the hype was so big. And then it obviously paid off for a lot of people. Like, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm definitely in the minority. Like, it's a critically and popularly acclaimed movie so i'm i'm it's definitely just not for me yeah but like i don't i i yeah i don't know it's fine it's fine fantasy movie there's dragons and wizards and they've got to go somewhere and it like it's fine it's got orlando bloom with pointy ears it's fine (laughs) well well, let me put it this way like do you prefer lord of the rings or like marvel movies um Good question. Probably Marvel movies. Mm. Uh, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like Callan's like set you up for something. Callan is going to fucking smash He's trying me to figure out if he wants no, to, I, to be I like, I like both. I'm just wondering if it, like yeah. what flavor of yeah. nerd you are. Yeah. Are I'm you more, any flavor of nerd? Yeah, I'm more of a... Sandra Bullock nerd. I'm more of a Sandra Bullock nerd. No, I think, yeah, I just prefer thing. I just prefer the real world as a setting for things. I think. Uh-huh. But Middle Earth is the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it? I don't know. I don't care. No. Like <laughs> Well Yeah, okay. So you just you just like um not interested, don't care. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But I feel like I feel like the Lord of the Rings like I from my memory of it, like it changed people's lives. I feel like this is a really vital, yeah. important film for people. But I yeah, just didn't and it's never I, grabbed me at all. I'm not 
quite that far on the mm. spectrum of, you know, there are people who read it every year yeah. and it's their favorite book and, you know, they're like super into it. I'm not that into it. Yeah. I watched the movie a lot. Yeah. And I think the reason that I watched the movie a lot was more because I liked movies mm. and I liked certain directors. And when I was 15 or 16, like, you know, it was Peter Jackson and Sam Raimi mm. were like the two big directors that I just like really liked their work. And they, there was like, you know, they were very generous in kind of showing how the sausage was made kind of thing. And I think that just got me really into it. Yeah, right. Um, so I, I think I probably... Before. Really? It's from New how Zealand. the sausage was made. Yeah, the sausage was made, <laughs> mate. Sausage roll. <laughs> You're all mouth and no sausage. <laughs> um, I'm going down so, to wait, you to get 15 a sausage roll. And you liked Peter Jackson's work. Like, what had he done at that point? Brain dead or something? Like... He'd done The Frighteners. Um, oh, I think okay. The Frighteners yeah, was the first one I saw, which I really liked. And then I was really into horror movies. So I found Brain Dead and um, oh, Meet the Feebles. And I think there was another one, Heavenly Creatures. So, so Bra- Brain Dead was always one of those films, like the cover, the VHS cover. I always yeah. would walk past oh it my in, God. In, the, I like... in the video store and be like, yeah. what the hell is that movie? And it was so terrifying and like, it was actually like yeah. embossed and, you know, it was coming out. It was of like the VHS. full 3D. Yeah. I remember yeah. I looked at the cover for that movie for years before I was like old enough to <laughs> rent it out. And even when I rented it out, I was probably still too young to rent it out because I think it's R rated and I would have been maybe 15 when I watched it. It's just brought back um, memories of my like my childhood video store. I still remember walking past it all the time, and being like, "It's there, staring at you on the shelf." Yeah, <laughs> and terrifying. like it never, no one that ever like Hellraiser goes anywhere. Do you have any other movies that were like the big movies that you would you would always see the cover for, but never necessarily watched? Oh, I I remember there was that that one. Um, it's like the trial of. Of Larry Flint or something, and it's like oh, yeah, the people versus Larry Flint, the people Woody versus Harrelson Larry Flint on the cross, Woody Harrelson, and he's kind of like on a cross, but the cross is on like a lady's panty line, and I remember yeah, seeing I remember that a that. lot and being like, <laughs> "What is Am that? Ever going to be old enough to watch that?" Hubba hubba. <laughs> I, I I I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> no, me neither. Evil Dead was another one. Mm. Um, yeah, this, maybe the, that's why both of those stuck out to me because I like saw the spines of them in the in the horror section, mm. and I would always look at the horror section before I was ever old enough to to rent them out. Um, but getting uh, back to the Lord of the Rings, yeah. what did you think, Cole? Um, so I I grew up loving these films. I I totally get your point now, Jack. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot of earnest characters, and it's a little bit. It, it was hard to watch. I think I sort of mentioned this last. Um, podcasts it's hard to watch these days um, mm. but as a kid like growing up with you know and never really knowing any sort of fantasy stories or I, I, I absolutely loved it and I like completely got into like the merchandise um, like I had a did lot of did you have toys. a ring that was like I, uh, I think a plastic ring came as one of the toys but like you um, uh, you couldn't really wear it it was like because yeah. <laughs> you go but, invisible. Uh, I had a friend. Turn evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't really go invisible. <laughs> um, so I had a friend, um, uh, James Otter, who we were like both really into it. He read the books. Like he was smarter than me when we were younger. Um, he read the books and like was more <laughs> into not it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he still is smarter than me. But he, um, 
like he had more toys than me as well like he had the the cave troll which was like it was probably like a foot high and it had it had this great sort of skeleton on the inside but then like this soft rubber like you know how it's got that flappy lip where it's like mm. like try it's as it's dying it had that on the toy it was unbelievable and i used to love i used to love playing with the the, the toys like saruman it came with like the palantir and the stand for the palantir wow and you his had hand was saruman? magnetic wow yeah his hand was magnetic and it would like grab the ball and like stick to his hand it was so cool like they did really and yeah i don't know and so for his 18th birthday i think it was 18th birthday yeah we got him um sting like the sword uh which was like an official lord of the rings memorabilia piece um was it, it like was, a um, real metal sword it was a real sword like it would easily kill you if someone stabbed you with it. Um, <laughs> but like it's it's well, it not a, it's not a large with ease it was yeah, no, super sharp man you could like you could cut wow. up veggies with it but like it's the thing uh, that a certain type of man does um in their like <laughs> late teens or early 20s like bias like i've known well a we few bought kind of quite nerdy friends who've like gone and bought samurai swords or whatever like <laughs> oh my seems God, to be like a space that. that people oh he's going through his sword phase um a, a guy i worked with found a samurai sword in a dumpster and he brought it to work and he was like he i was sitting next to my boss and where were you working bo- at the time yeah we were both working and so like and uh i don't want to say where i was working but like my boss is like kind of quiet dude like really unassuming and this guy walks in he's like oh, i just found a samurai sword in a dumpster it's in my boot he's like does anyone want it and my boss said yes so quickly i was like <laughs> disturbed by it. he was like yes i'll take it and he like took it back home and his wife was like why did you take this like it was yeah i don't know he's apparently he's always wanted a samurai sword i'm not sure why people get that way but no, yeah. I, to summarize, I I loved it growing up. I think two I, samurais. Um, yes, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I, I love the movies. Um, I think I lost lost it towards the end of this the trilogy. But um, the first movie and the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack stands out as I still whistle like. Yeah. Um, I don't know the, the main tune. That, that one, I don't know what it's called. And like, I listen to that on Spotify and people were like sharing their, their listen history and, and people, like, <laughs> will, <laughs> people will tag like that, like screenshot it and send it to me and be like, you've, you like, you fucking That's so funny. Like, oh, shit. Forget that I'm listening to it and publishing it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um... I definitely have watched this one a lot more than the other two. But uh, I, I don't know, because we were talking about it last week that it's aged a lot. And I remember I watched mm. this, I think the last time I watched Lord of the Rings was maybe two years ago. And I remember watching it going, oh, wow, this is really dated. Um, and I watched it again this time, kind of expecting it to maybe not enjoy it as much or that it was dated. And I actually found the way that it had dated really comforting. Like there was this it felt like just a different era of mm. movie making and it, it, it's probably like right on the cusp. There's like a few cusps of special effects mm. and, and types of films. And this was like the first film with the giant battles and and it was still mm. using miniatures and there was like not that much CG. Like there were some big, you know, all CG characters, but um, it wasn't like you know, movies are now and how the like Hobbit movies were where it's just like 
all CG all the time. Um, and the sets and the costumes and all of that stuff. Like I just really enjoyed the the craft of it, even though it is totally hokey and, and a bit um I don't I don't know, like it feels like a pantomime mm, a little bit. It's quaint. At times. I think it's quaint. It's quaint. Yeah, quaint is a good word. Mm. And I didn't, it's like how much of this movie is just close up of old men's faces? Mm. Um, it's probably about 60% old man face, <laughs> there's but there's some old good man old man face. Just like, let's get a really wide angle lens and put it really close <laughs> to an old man face. You know when they say like the, the nine rings went to the, the realm of men? They're mm. really old dudes as well. Like, did people get that old back then? I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought the average like expect, age expectancy would have like 50 or something. But it depends on your race, I guess, because Bilbo was um, 111 mm. and uh, Elrond is a couple thousand years old. I feel like if you're, if you're um, of high enough standing to get one of the nine magical rings... Um, as a man, you must be like some sort of royalty or, or nobility, and I would hazard a guess that their life expectancy would be longer mm. than your average peasant. Mm. That's true. This is something that a question I had. It's never really explained why the men, like, yeah, they 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 want greed, so maybe they're using the rings a little bit more. But there are other realms out there that have these rings, and what? Why aren't they as affected? Why don't they turn into wraiths? Because I, I think that um, that men, especially the way that they're portrayed, are like weak to Fairly power. Big. Like, yeah, like that's kind of the the whole ongoing thing with Boromir and Aragorn is that Aragorn's kind of lost faith in men, and then you've got the elves, which are essentially the idealized or utopian version of what we wish that we could be. Um, and when men are kind of the more fallible version of it. So mm. I think the reason they got so taken by it is kind of just commentary on, 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 I wonder what on power men. it gave them. I mean, I probably need to just read the books, but <laughs> I'm so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that, Callan. Just tell me what happened. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't think the books ever really explain it. Like, it's never really clear why other people want the ring because it's all it does is turn you invisible and make it so that Sauron knows exactly where yeah. you are. <laughs> um. So it's like I. Th- I think it's it's more just um. It it's like an abstract uh you know, symbol of, of power and how men desire power regardless of the consequences mm-hmm. of it. So I, I, I don't know how literal it's supposed to be taken. But yeah, well, I, I, that was something that I was always a little bit unclear on is like, why does everyone want this, this yeah, ring so yeah, much? Yeah. And even Gollum who had it for like a million years and didn't do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I can't remember. Well, he just kind of held it and called it my precious yeah. and put it on his little D. <laughs> <laughs> put it on his what? Um, it doesn't matter. What did you guys think about? <laughs> what did you guys think about like the this first like hour or so of the movie, Hobbiton and um and all that stuff? 
Was it slow? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, the whole thing is well, slow. It's not, it's not slower than The Hobbit. The, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's you guys true. saw The Hobbit. That 45 and... minute fucking dinner scene. At the start <laughs> yeah, of the it's like, I think they wrapped that up a lot quicker in Lord of the Rings. Um, well, that's because The Hobbit was um, a half the size of The Fellowship of the Ring, but they made three movies out of it, whereas The Fellowship of the Ring was, you know, they made into one three-hour movie, mm. which, I mean, I, they, they probably could have trimmed some stuff out of it, um, but mm. it was relatively streamlined from the book. Like, um, there's a much more kind of, you know... Little so this side is my things. sort of critique from like that I was making last week was that that I thought that it moves it moves too quickly this movie um, like it's hard to follow excuse me you know, where ca- characters <laughs> sort of come and go like sometimes characters disappear and then they come characters come in and you're just like where did they come from it's nothing's explained and then maybe mm. like the Hobbit is a kind of a reaction to that saying well no we're gonna flesh it out a bit more and then you're just like holy shit we've had They've been having dinner for half an hour on screen, <laughs> which is well, yeah, yeah it's, mm, too much the other way. I think um, the thing. So I I went back and started watching a lot of the making of special features. I haven't finished it yet because there's about six hours of them, <laughs> and I I think I watched about four. <laughs> but um, I think what's kind of interesting is that the books of the Lord of the Rings, Tolkien spent fifteen years writing it and he like made a whole language and and there's all of this stuff that he did that never made it into the books mm-hmm. um and like the the making of special features it takes the first two hours before they even start talking about making the movie and it takes four hours before they start filming the movie <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh-huh. something really interesting as a parallel where you know tolkien put all of this effort that maybe never made it into the page um, to set it up. And these guys spent three and a half years uh, doing pre-production and fleshing out the world and writing the scripts and um, doing all of the the art direction and designing all the props and sets and and mythology and like the different aesthetics of the different races, um, which is just kind of mind-blowing when you think about the rate at which modern movies kind of mm. come out. Um, and, you know, like you could say that that's overkill, but I, there's something about it which, like I watched the the, the movie and I, I enjoyed it fine, but I actually like m- have been enjoying more watching the making of. Mm. <laughs> like mm. it's so interesting, like hearing all of the stories behind how they, like, you know, the little craftsmen that they brought in who knew how to blow glass and make the really specific cups that hadn't been around for however many years and the making of all the swords and how they were, like, you just, there's so much work that goes into it that I find um, probably more interesting (laughs) than the the movie itself. Um, I was just going to say, I think it's, I think that that side of it is interesting and that comes back, I think, to what you were saying before, Count, about how it was on the cusp of, like movies just just getting bigger in scale, like yeah. whatever that means, like mm. being able to having having the technology to okay, we can make 
we can make a battle featuring 500 orcs or whatever it is. Like you can, but we do... don't need to think about it that much. Like we can just do it. Yeah, yeah. But like you can, you can do, you can do that in some of it. You can make these huge battles, but that sense of being able to basically do whatever you want has it hadn't mm. quite translated to everything else yet. Like doing it mm. digitally. So they still had to like to have that sense of scale and epicness that they achieved digitally to kind of match that in the on the practical side that was still that was still um they still had to do they still had to build hobbiton because there wasn't quite the technology to build hobbiton digitally yeah, and do it as, yeah. In, mm. in as detailed a way as if they'd done it by hand and i think just the philosophy that they took going into it which was like um we know that we're putting way more work into this than is ever going to be seen on screen but we feel like you'll get a sense of it. Mm. Like it'll feel like a more lived in real world mm. just because we're putting like probably too much effort into like, because you think about it, like every light fitting, every door handle, everything is designed originally. It's like going to Disneyland or something mm. where it's just like, you never go to a space that is so purposefully designed. Like every element has been art directed yeah. and thought about and and crafted. And there's just something that I think is pretty unique about this movie and the scope of it from from just a design perspective mm-hmm. and an art direction perspective. I find that interesting as well, though, because it seemed like they... I don't know where Guillermo del Toro was taking um, mm. The Hobbit, but yeah. it almost seemed like it needed a bit of a refresh as far as the artistic direction. And the fact that they brought it back with largely, you know, it seemed like almost all the same props and all that, it kind of, yeah, it, it's just the wow factor was gone pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Because I watched, I watched like two-thirds of The Hobbit last night. Um, just, oh, yeah. You know, out of curiosity. I was thinking about if I should try back and go back and watch it, but it probably, like, I remember I watched all of them and I think I ended up watching all of them at various times when I was like at home sick with a cold, like it was the perfect <laughs> movie to just like put on because I didn't really care if I fell asleep. <laughs> um, but they were really bad. Like they weren't just like, you know, like like even you, Jack, who didn't particularly enjoy The Lord of the Rings, you like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, The Hobbit is it's... aggressively bad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have heard that. Yeah, everyone, everyone might have noticed this just while we're talking up to Brie. You mm. guys would have noticed, I'm sure, Peter Jackson eating a carrot as he, uh, yeah. people come in. Yeah, I think it's yeah. good, good cameo. But it made me think of what other directors do that, put themselves in movies. I, I, I heard Hitchcock did it from Hitchcock time to time, it. or maybe in all. He of did it in all of them. Really? Um, yep. But there's some movies that's it's like there's just two people in a room. Yeah, but he'll be like in an ad in the newspaper or something. Yeah, it's it's like a thing. He's he's definitely in all of them. Okay. Um, to the point where he had to start putting his uh his cameos earlier and earlier in the movie because people were getting really distracted by like, is he going to be in this scene? Oh no, he's not. <laughs> like so it'd be like the first thing you see is just him walking past and go, here I am, get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who else cameos? Stanley did it. Movie. Well, yeah, Stanley does it in. Well, R.I.P. But um, who else? I don't know. Mm. I can't think of anyone. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, should I keep going with the synopsis? Yep. 
Um, so the gang head off, pursued by the ring race. The lad camp out on a hill, and Merry and Pippin alert to the race to their location by cooking, um, making a fire and cooking some nice crispy bacon. Uh, the race arrive. Frodo tries to use the ring to escape, but the race stab him with a magic blade. Strider, or Aragorn as his friends call him, rush the hobbits to Rivendell. They meet up with Arwen the elf and the daughter of the leader of the elves of Aerosmith. Uh, the gangs make... <laughs> Pause for applause. <laughs> the, gang... <laughs> the gang makes it to Rivendell where they find Gandalf and Bilbo. A long meeting introduces us to Gimli the Dwarf, Legolas the Elf, and Boromir the Man. (laughs) (laughs) The crew uh, all talk for a long time about the power of the ring and what they should do, uh, and yada, 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 and my axe. (laughs) Um, And they ultimately decide that uh, Frodo and the crew are going to take it and try and throw the thing back into the bloody volcano where it was made. Um, And they form the Fellowship of the Ring and kind of head off and this is the point at on the uh, extended edition where you need to switch to disc two. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been going for probably about two hours at this point mm. and <laughs> we haven't met up the characters. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you um, just, and then you just meet the rest of the characters just in one meeting and they, they're yeah. just all there. And and here we are, and now there's dwarves. Yeah, and Hugo Weaving's there. Yeah. Um, and I always found it very distracting, Hugo Weaving, because uh, he can't like his character feels kind of the same <laughs> as in <laughs> the Matrix, and I just kept expecting him to like go into that monologue that he gives about like, and in this mind is the key. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, sorry, the ring. <laughs> I think he just has such a distinctive face, like. He's not mm, he's not an hairline. actor, he's just Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm striving for a Hugo Weaving <laughs> kind of look <laughs> as I age. <laughs> Getting there. Um Yeah, so that not heaps happens in, in this sequence. Um we get introduced to Arwen, who is much more of a character in the movie than she really is in the books, mm. I think, because they kind of recognize that they needed to have at least one one, woman one female <laughs> doing anything. Yeah, I mean, there's two, but yes, they are both kind of ethereal, mm. feminine elf ladies. Yeah. Um, I, I, I quite enjoyed the the sequence on the top of the of the ruins with the um the ring race, that bit where the they throw the blade. um yeah. And that bit where Aragon like throws the um the torch <laughs> into one of their faces and he just kind of runs <laughs> off flailing his mouth. Oh it looks like it got lodged in his mouth. Yeah, it goes straight through. <laughs> <laughs> or an eye socket. Because it goes yeah. straight in the middle and just stays there. Like it doesn't Oh my god. And it, it's just wild that these like yeah. these incredible like seemingly like undead characters can just be lit on fire and have to run away flailing their arms. Yeah, yeah. Um the sequence with the horse water horse people, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. This 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 is probably the weaker of the acts of the movie, mm. I think. Um and it does a thing that 
books and fantasy stuff do a lot, which I hate, is when the main character kind of just passes out and wakes up in safety and everyone's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Harry Potter would do it every fucking third chapter. It's just like, how is he the hero of the movie? All he does is pass <laughs> out and then wake up and someone else is like, save the day. Um, it does have that cool sequence where Bilbo, who um, has given up the ring, kind of sees the ring again and does his like scary face. Mm. That oh, face yeah. was quite scary, but I found it weird... I, I, I couldn't really remember this movie and him just being there in Rivendell. Like it really feels like his story kind of ends at the start of the film when he disappears and his his job in the movie is done to give yeah. the ring to Frodo and to like is does he leave? I think they bring him back. Yeah, he leaves with the elves. I think they bring him back to show the um the like what he's like now that he doesn't have the ring because mm. he's. Been, had such a um he ages quite rapidly he, doesn't he? yeah he didn't age for a long time yeah and, right and now that he's kind of gone away he's uh become a lot more it's i guess it's to show the um to give another chance to kind of really drill home the power that this ring has over people yeah um and how much of a big ask it is because basically, all, the main thing that he says is like, "I should never have, have made you do this mm. thing. It's too big of an ask for you, Frodo." And Frodo is kind of like ready to say, "I'm not going to keep going. I'm going to go back home." Um, and it's like this big moment when he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going with the ring." So, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why it's there from a plot perspective. Mm. It just, it just felt like that bit of the movie was over, and then he just turns up, and I kind of half expected him to be a figment of Frodo's imagination. Like it yeah. seems like the sort of scene, like going from the rest of, like as you say, he like passes out, and wakes up in safety, and everything's fine. For him to just have been kind of visited by this vision of Bilbo, who needs to keep him going, but then no, he's just there. He just happens to be there. That's where he's gone. Yeah, I mean. I always just thought, like, where is he going? Yeah. <laughs> like, where is he going to live? Mm. Um, what do you think of the kind of love story element between Aragorn and Arwen? I have no Feels, thoughts um, about it. I, I, I don't understand, like, the backstory behind it. Back, they've got mad history, don't they? But Mad history. They've got mad history. Yeah. It feels a little bit tacked on. I mean, I guess they need to give Aragorn some kind of emotional depth or something. Um, but it does feel like one of those like depictions of a female character that... What's that rule? Like, do they exist in a movie without relating to a male character? Mm, or the Bechdel like test thing. Mm, yeah. It feels like they this movie fails that. Oh, remarkably. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, hey, Galadriel's an independent woman, isn't she? That's that's yeah, true. but she doesn't have any conversations with other female. females about things that aren't to do with men, because there are no other females. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one to talk to. <laughs> men or rings or dwarves. Representation. I don't think there's any other race than Caucasian in this film as well. Yeah, that's true, and I think that I think it's on purpose because um, I don't like this is not excusing it. But um, the way that Tolkien wrote the books was very much about like creating a mythology for for England that didn't really have its own myth. Mm. 
Um, so it is very English and all of the actors are English. Um, and I think they just wanted it to feel like English, but yeah, you know, mm. why not? <laughs> Who says Middle Earth can't have some different ethnicities? Mm. I think The Hobbit introduces like some different races of people, but yeah. Yeah, uh, that's true. Like I did a little bit of Googling on that and people were like, is he racist? Um, perhaps not, but maybe just a little bit. Was that the title of the article? (laughs) Is he racist? Perhaps not, but maybe maybe a little. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. I might keep going with the synopsis. Um, Next. Hang on, this just reminded me me of a a prank that I played on a friend of mine. Um, Same friend, (laughs) James. Um, So, again, he was like mad. You told him it was the one ring, but it actually wasn't the one ring? Look, this is kind of like that. I um I think he owned a ring. Oh fuck, he had a ring. You know these like rings that then have an outside ring where they spin, like really annoying. Like pretty much douchebags get these rings and like ball bearing necklaces, and he would always <laughs> flick it. And so like on the flicking part, the like the ring that spun around the ring, he had the the elvish script. Oh I think my it's god, an elvish. yeah, it was pretty pretty. Dang. I think he might he may even have it still. Anyway. Um, not that, but I was in an op shop once and I found a really old copy of the two towers and like super old, maybe from like the seventies or eighties. Um, and it was falling apart. Like the cover was yellow and it said the two towers in like this old, like this writing, that this font was terrible. Um, like it hadn't been a big book by that point or something. Anyway, it was, I, uh, yeah. It probably would have been big, but it was just an old, old copy of the book. Um, So I like, I found out what Tolkien's Tolkien's signature looked like, (laughs) and then (laughs) so I signed it because I was like, "This is too good to just pass up." And his birthday was coming up, so like, perfect timing. So I signed it like Tolkien's uh, signature, and. and so his birthday arrived and I don't know why, but I just hadn't wrapped it yet. So I was like, oh man, it's, I've got you something, but it's, it's coming in the mail. Um, and so like he, he waited patiently and then like a couple of days later, I wrapped it and gave it to him and he opened it up and he was like, oh my gosh. He was like, no. And then I was like, and then I kind of like just started smiling and he was like so happy. I didn't want to tell him, but then after <laughs> I told him and he, he like cra- he did crack it. I don't think he spoke to me for the rest of the train ride. Actually, um, yeah. that is an exceptional prank so. on a nerd. <laughs> but I've heard a story about good. someone who gave a, a fake. And I like the way book. that you set it up as well. Like he deserved it because he had this annoying <laughs> ring. <laughs> <laughs> what a like dickhead! A right? <laughs> what does he think like he's the lord of the when... rings? <laughs> you know, in horror movies, when like. The, the first couple that is murdered, they're always like the you're saying he was a slut. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just setting him up for this one. Mm. You know, it made it seem like he deserved it, but yep. he didn't really. I don't think he'd done anything to it's me. It's not that bad of a prank. Like, it's well, I funny. thought he had a signed book by yeah. Tolkien. You know, the guy had been dead for decades, but mm. anyway, he did. Yep, pretty lols. Good work. Um, all right, I'll keep going with the. 
so Saruman is building his army and ripping up all the good trees, and he's making a new kind of orc called the Urukai. Uh, the lads try and make it to um, Mordor over the mountains, but Saruman sends an avalanche to stop them, and they decide to instead pass through the dwarven mines of Moria. They discover that the dwarves have all been killed by orcs and goblins, and after accidentally alerting the orcs to their location, the crew have to fight a big cave troll. Fleeing the scene, they realize they are being pursued by something even more terrifying than orcs, a fiery balrog. The the lads have a great chase sequence through some ruins. Gandalf manages to stop the balrog, uh, but not before being pulled into the depths of darkness himself. And everyone is sad in slow motion as they mourn his death. Mm. I've just um, remembered something about a an upcoming film in the series. Does this film have big talking walking trees in it? Yeah, yeah. Is, that, the is, next that, one? is that quite a big part of the Ents. film that I've completely forgotten about? The Ents, yeah. Mm. Carry and on. It's John Reese davies who plays Gimli, does the voice of the, the Ents yeah. as well. Oh, that's true. Oh, one. Yeah. Um, this is probably the best section of the movie, I reckon, or the most action-packed. Yeah, it's certainly the most exciting. Yeah. Um, it really gets going at a clip, uh, I think, after they leave. Through all of that sequence through Moria, it feels like it's really finds its rhythm. And even that sequence um, before they get into the mines with the big octopus creature thing, like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's a good fun sequence. Mm. The troll is good. Special effects are fun. There's, the music is good. There's a sequence before, just, just before that happened, before they fight the octopus, before they open the door. There's that whole thing where Gandalf can't figure out how to open the door. Yeah. What is that? Gandalf. Like my first, my first thought was say, yeah, as, say he, as he in, says it, as, as yeah. he's saying it, I'm like, oh, so he just has to say friend and this door will open and then we'll get on with the movie. Yeah. But then there's a whole thing about how he can't figure it out. Why can't he figure it yeah. out? I think they just want to make Frodo seem smart. Yeah, it's the, I think it's do. the way he phrases the question that makes it sound really obvious. It's like I, I I used to do trivia at a pub, and I had a question that was like, "How many hearts does?" Until they Who like have? close the pub and tell you. <laughs> yeah, they did. Anyway, I I Ooh, asked is the this, question. Is this another episode well, of Cole's really hard trivia? <laughs> no, I don't know. And we said, I said, "How many hearts does Doctor Two have?" So, like, it was obvious what the answer was by the way I'd asked the question. Doctor Which two, was two. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Did, and did Gandalf just stand there for ages saying weird stuff in Elf? He's like, but I don't know. Shut up, pull. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, nah. It's, um, I, I, I think there's a couple of things that I was a bit rewatching it i love these scenes as well but again i was like a couple of weird parts where i'm like the the moria um you know the the massive city they've built down there it doesn't look so much like a city it's just one big massive hall with nothing yeah in it. I, I don't really get it doesn't feel very lived in and then also like i mean obviously everyone's dead but um that was another question mark for me it was like why doesn't Gim- he's like yeah my mates are in here and it looks like people have been dead for tens Tens of years, um, decades, even. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess um, <laughs> decades, even. Um, 
I guess that they just, you know, they don't have cell phones or whatever. <laughs> so they... But what's the lifespan of a dwarf? Maybe maybe the, if they live for a thousand years, the fact that they've been de- dead for ten is just like, oh, I haven't seen them since last summer. Yeah. I don't think yeah, they live a for a point. thousand years, but they live longer than humans, I think. Um, yeah, there, there were some sequences here where the special effects started to age a little bit. That big thing with like the hall with all of the pillars looks a little bit dated but then there are other bits that just look fucking great like that that whole staircase sequence mm-hmm. where the staircase is falling down looks yeah. cool the barrel still the, looks pretty fun when the arrow travels all the way up to the orc and pierces him right in the head yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty good. cool that's yeah and and the fight sequence with the uh with the troll is still holds up pretty well it's like that thing with like earlier CG where I feel like they just got more time to do it properly. Like some some of the earlier CG still looks better than like the CG that you would see in a movie nowadays. Mm. Like like obviously it's dated a little bit, but like I feel like nowadays they just don't it's probably the design of the characters. Like they don't put that much effort into making a real feeling uh like character model or, or whatever or, or the animation or the lighting or there's just something where m- modern computer generated characters often just feel so fake in a way that this one felt like it had real weight to it and um and a personality and and that scene it was just like well staged and good and fun and i liked it mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> Very emotional as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fly, um, you fools. Another close-up of so an we haven't got to the last face. Act, according to you. What's that? One more act. Last. Yeah, there's one more act, right? According to your... Yeah, one more act. Maybe... What do you... Just before we move on to that, um, just talk a little bit about, like, the different members of the fellowship, like, old... Boromir. I love Boromir. Like they get Sean Bean in the prime of his, like his crusty old life. Like his look, <laughs> he's so beany. But he's he's got this perfect look about him. Like I was watching a um maybe it was a making of that that you'd seen Cal, but they were saying that they had to do a shot up on top of a mountain. I think it's probably that shot when they're they're mourning um, Gandalf, and they all caught a helicopter up um, up the hill. And mm. and he was like, nah, I, I don't want to fly in a helicopter. So he walked up a hill. <laughs> yeah. It like took him like a few hours yeah. and they yeah. fly in up costume. this helicopter. He'd do it in costume. I'm not sure if he did it in costume. No, he did. I, I saw the but... same video, Cole, and he did. They said we'd oh, see really? him. Yeah, yeah. They get dressed down the bottom <laughs> and then climb up the mountain dressed as Boromir maybe... with his sword on his back. It's amazing. I mean, maybe it co- like helped him get into the character a little bit, which is a cool idea, but... Speaking of getting into the character, I was watching the special features and they were talking about how um, Viggo Mortensen uh, like really method acted and got into the character and the main way he got into it was just like really loving his sword and not wanting to go anywhere without his sword to the point where he would like start taking it to restaurants with him oh and just like walking around Wellington with his sword. <laughs> so I cannot put this down. I, found... the police. <laughs> I cannot put it down. I found <laughs> like... it in a dumpster. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like uh, the police were called and <laughs> had to explain why he was walking around <laughs> Wellington with a big sword. <laughs> But it's funny watching the, the special features and the, all the interviews with Vigo Mortensen because he looks like a fucking maniac. Like, <laughs> like he's so softly he's spoken and he's really, like really, he's really oh, like good looking. But he's like, the, oh yeah, totally. Like you know, he's my whole past for sure. But um, <laughs> he like has this crazy intensity to about him, mm. and like you know, all the people say how he's this amazing photographer and poet and but sometimes he would just rugby tackle you without any warning (laughs) and he's just always like talking about all these experiences and just kind of like with these you know how crazy people have whites above their eyes like the Mm, eyes are just open a little bit too wide like he looks like he's lost his shit and then you've got sean bean on the other hand who's just like oh i'm sean bean (laughs) i don't like helicopters so i walked up the mountain Oh, no, our helicopters end with the death of Sean Bean. <laughs> um, have you ever, did you ever watch that movie, uh, Jupiter Ascending? No. Oh, no. Either of you? No. No, but I know, I know the There's impression you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's an impression that me and my girlfriend still, uh, fiance, uh, still say to each other. <laughs> it's just this, this one line in the movie <laughs> where, um, so Jupiter Ascending, it's like, there's this alien lady and she's like queen of the aliens, but she doesn't know it. Um, and she goes and finds Sean B and Sean B has all these bees. Um, Sean B. <laughs> and, it locks uh, in the freshness. <laughs> they're all buzzing around her. Um, and he's like, have you ever been stung by a bee? <laughs> she's like, no. She's good queen of the world. <laughs> so that and movie... I don't know. It I don't bombed. know why it comes up so much, but we... Oh, it's so good. It's terrible, but it's <laughs> fucking fantastic. Okay. Have you seen it? It didn't bomb as hard as I thought it might have. It's really fun. Like, um, it's just so over the top and, and stupid, but in a good, fun way. Uh, yeah. Surely right, they wanted to it... turn that into a franchise, but didn't. I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it made enough money. Mm. Um, all right. Should I keep going next with bit, the... Next bit, Cal. All right, next bit. So Aragon uh, takes them to Galadriel, the Lady of the Woods, uh, the second female in the movie. Uh, he sees visions... Uh, sorry, Frodo sees visions of what will happen to the Shire and everyone he loves if he doesn't succeed in his quest. Galadriel warns that one in the party will turn on him you know who I mean. Uh, the crew leave uh, and uh, walking through the woods, Boromir uh, tries to take the ring for himself. Frodo uses the ring to escape. The fighting Urukai find the fellowship and have a big battle. Frodo runs off and Merry and Pippin cause a distraction. Boromir fights bravely before uh, being shot in the chest again and again <laughs> and again and again. <laughs> this was actually really funny. It's they kept, really funny. <laughs> they shoot him and he like falls down and then he gets a second win and he gets up and the whole thing is in slow motion and they do it like four <laughs> times. There has it's to like be. Every time, like, he's like, oh, no, 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 I've got the strength. And then, <laughs> uh, I'm just doing a quick YouTube search. There has to be like a 10-hour cut of Boromir getting I shot like a so thousand funny. times. It's so good. 
<laughs> uh, nope. Here I am. <laughs> uh, no, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, so Aragon takes on the rest of the Urukai, uh, but not before they take away Merriman Pippin. Boromir dies, but he kind of redeems himself in the end. Frodo tries to make it away silently, but Samwise Gamgee won't let him leave so easily. And maybe it was because I was just a bit emotional because of quarantine, but this scene where Sam, uh, like, declares his undying friendship for Frodo made me really, like, teary. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just, like, very moved by it. And he's like, that's so nice. <laughs> I just want to be good friends. Um, the Fellowship disbands and Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas run off to save Merry and Pippin at uh, the end. Mm. So I think the part that I was uh, kind of emotional of was, was Boromir... Um, dying and sort of admitting, you know, he's like, I tried to take the ring from him. I thought that was just so, I don't know. I love that part. I love it. Yeah. I, I feel like Boromir's part in this movie isn't actually that big, but because Sean Bean has such a presence, he really gives it a weight that it might not have had otherwise. Like he's kind mm. of a tragic figure and his, um, I guess his shadow is over the rest of the movie with the, some of the other characters who are introduced in the, in the later movies. So, like, even though, as far as screen time goes, he's, like, probably... I mean, I guess he's in it for half of the movie. But Is it fair to say he, as well that he's one of the few characters with, like, a bit of duality there? Like, he's got, you know, yeah. the good and the bad side and, like, all wrapped up into one character? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, he's, I guess he's got more of an arc than some of the other characters. Because yeah, I suppose some of the um, the hobbits especially are pretty one note mm. throughout the whole trilogy. Really, um, like sometimes they get angry and are annoyed that people don't know what second breakfast is or potatoes. <laughs> but <laughs> and and, and like half of them are really fucking annoying. Really, you know. Well, like I, I imagine. No, I mean, I mean, in terms are. of like. If I was if I was in the fellow if I was one of the real men in the Fellowship of the Rings, I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, these fucking true. children that we have to <laughs> fucking look after, <laughs> lighting goddamn fires on the top of this mountain." Fuck. Yeah. What about um, second breakfast, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> second breakfast. Eleven tea. Afternoon tea. tea? <laughs> um. I like the hobbits. <laughs> Give me that uh, ring, you little shit. <laughs> what <do> you... <laughs> You're an evil man, aren't you? This movie should have been called Lord of the Rings. Give me that ring, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you guys find? I I thought like so the like you said the kind of um, the big action sequence of this after the the big action action sequences before in the mines and running away, and like you said, the staircase and the Balrog, and it's all very big. I felt this last bit, when they were fighting the orcs in the forest, it yeah. really felt it like they were just... Xena Warrior yeah, yeah, just running around in the forest, like kind of playing Lord of the Rings in the forest. It it mm. does have a lot of that... Um, and this is some of the shots that I feel really make it look dated, is that... Um, slow shutter speed yeah, yeah. slow-mo slow where it's yeah. not actually slow-mo like it's it's shot at regular frame rate mm. um and it they shake the camera around a lot and yeah it that style uh 
of it, it's meant to make it feel more kinetic, but it kind of just makes it feel like you didn't get the coverage that you yeah. needed to show the actual yep. way the battles and work. comparing Sean Bean being shot with the arrow. Like to the, the scene, the scene where, like you said before, Cole, the the arrow firing across this chasm, like into the orc, which is super slick and cool and really dramatic, and then it's yeah. Sean Bean getting shot and, with an arrow at half speed that looks like it was done like in iMovie. Yeah, and I feel like if you're being generous, <laughs> yeah. it's because they're prioritizing um like what's going on emotionally over what's going on from a kind of spectacle yeah. perspective. Like it is all about like the um him trying to redeem himself yeah. and then that realization that he's kind of failed but not wanting to give up and the i th- i think the it still hits the emotional notes that it mm. wants to hit but the way that it gets there makes it look a little bit dated and maybe a little bit i don't know cheaper yeah. even though i'm sure it wasn't cheap to shoot um, I noticed that, like, how epic it is when he's taking down all those orcs with the arrows coming out of his chest. But, like, towards the end, there's an there's an Urukai that pretty much falls directly onto his sword for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know if you can rewatch it, but he just basically, he doesn't doesn't have to try very hard to kill a couple of those Urukai mm. um, just to get that kill count up. One of the funny bits they were saying in the um, special features was that John Reese davies the Gimli the Dwarf, um, when they were doing the, uh, the those sequences, was like, okay, uh, to the stunt people, okay, who's coming at me? You, you first. Okay, well, I'm, I'm just gonna you run at me and I'll I'll hit you with my axe. And they're like, okay, well, try not to hit us. But I mean, if you do hit us, it's okay, but. Just try not to actually hit us. <laughs> like he hit every single one. <laughs> it's just like his sequences look so good because he's actually he's really so hurting good. everyone. Really swinging that axe. And he's a massive guy, isn't he? In real life. Yeah, yeah. I love his voice as well. He's got that real like um, English, like uh, Shakespearean theater actor rolls my eyes. Speak from the diaphragm <laughs> voice, uh, which is just so fun to listen to. Hey, so you know that scene where they're sailing down the, the river and in the Argonath, where there's like the, the big um, stone kings with mm. their hands up, sort of yeah. holding out evil maybe? Um, my, my, my wife, she's probably going to... Um, uh, if she hears me saying this, she might get me in trouble. But uh, she said, "She said, oh, so is the, are those statues still there in New Zealand?'" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, "And I was like, oh my god." <laughs> um, so I think so maybe she was joking, but I can't awesome. confirm it. I think maybe <laughs> she thinks that they built that along with Hobbiton um, and left them there. Um, mm. It's impressive. I thought they, that looked pretty good. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's just a testament to the uh, the miniature work mm. that went into the and and where to workshop. Hey, did you guys hear that there's a new Golem game being announced? Just like yeah, a few days I, ago. I saw this, um, a couple stills from it. I don't know, maybe it seems like super unofficial, but they have announced. Um... Yeah, it looks really kind of cartoony. Mm. Did you ever play play those um, Lord of the Rings game? Jack, I feel like you would have liked them because oh, the they're shadow, basically shadow just Arkham. No, yeah, I see. I tried to play. I can't remember whether it was the first or second one, 
but yeah. I couldn't get into it because like the, the setting first and stuff. Better, yeah, I think, but yeah, it was probably the first one because I I got it on Games Pass on Xbox, so I think they probably would have put the yeah. first one on. Um, and I got it. I I tried it for that exact reason, but I'm just like nah, knights and or nah, uh, I'd rather have a Batmobile. Yeah, I guess. I mean. I think you probably don't need to be super into Lord of the Rings. Mm. It probably helps if you're not because it's really not that much to do with it. Yeah. I enjoyed it more just because like it was so much gorier than mm. the Batman <laughs> games. Like you're just chopping people's heads yeah. and arms off left and yeah. right. Cause you can do that when they're orcs. Like that's the, the, I love that kind of get out of jail free card that movies and games get. It's like, if it's an orc, an alien or a zombie, mm. you can be as violent Go as wild. you want. Go wild. <laughs> Don't even think about but, it. But if it's an actual human, then no. No killing. Um, yeah, those games are silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the Two Towers is the first. Is, is that what you were talking about, Cal? The Two Towers? No, the um, Shadow of War. And Shadow of Mordor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones. I think... They, didn't they have massive issues with microtransactions or something? I wanted to get them, but the then... second one did. second one did. Yeah, okay. they, they kind of pulled back on it, but yeah. Um, it was like it had some cool stuff in it where like there were all these different um, like computer generate like what do, you, what do you call it randomly procedural. generated procedural like orc captains who would like remember if they had killed you previously and taunt you and stuff mm. and the it like that there was some cool stuff there was some cool kind of like was the story of night style sticking no. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. They it was, made they no. made some extra story up, like it, you you weren't. Yeah, it. but it was a very video game story, um, yeah. and and really about like in the first one at least, um, you get like maybe two or three hours in, and then it's just like okay, we're kind of tired of telling the story, so um, you just have to kill like these ten guys, and so the next four or five hours <laughs> is just like kill these guys. No, no story anymore. <laughs> but really um, satisfying combat, it seemed. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, the second one is a bit broken. I feel like, like, um, because it feels like they've really tried to ramp up the randomness of it, and then sometimes it's just like wildly unbalanced, and you're just like getting killed, and you don't even really know what's happening. Mm. But the first one was fun, if not. Yeah, Stupid. I feel like I think that's why I didn't because I was expecting just like essentially Batman with a sword, but I feel yeah. like yeah, the, I had to. I feel like I had to think a lot more than I was willing to. Yeah, I think the good thing about Batman is that um, it just pushes you through the story at a pretty even clip. Yeah, but this one had more of that kind of open world, find yeah, your own fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit aspect a to it, bit where RPG it's just like kind of like I don't really know where I'm supposed to go yeah, now. Like, yep. yep. That's exactly yeah, what I felt. It was, it was just, I was in this big open field and there was like little patches of orcs off in the distance and I'd go over and, yeah. and slice them up and then that was kind of it. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of lost steam. Mm. Um, but we're not here to want <laughs> franchise more with that. that. <laughs> Are we here to decide whether we want franchise more with this? Uh, yeah, I think we, we're getting to we that voting? part of the... The, the show? Yeah. Well, Callum, I think so maybe Callum. we can... Yeah. I was going to say Jack because I think I know what you're going to say. 
Well, <laughs> just like get I it out of the well, way. Well, well, okay. Yeah. Well, well, take what you think I'm going to say and listen to me twist it because my my fiance fucking loves these movies, so it's already been decided <laughs> that we're watching the next two. So, no matter what you say, <laughs> I've got about 44 more hours of Lord of the Rings to sit through over the next month or so. <laughs> No, I'm being mean. I'm being dramatic. They're like they're fine. They're enjoyable, and I'm and I I am willing to watch the next two. But I'm not. Would, my mind's not going to be changed. I think. Yeah, I would suggest like um watching them like a show, mm. just like watching them in a no, forty I, minute I to an hour long chunk. The joke I was making when we started was that the movie's two weeks long. I did watch the yeah. first one in one sitting, and it was fine. Like yeah, it's long, but I was and I checked my watch a few times, but. I wasn't like bashing my head against the wall waiting for it to finish like I was with the much shorter Adam's Family 3. Yeah, sure. And I, I don't know if the same thing is true of the... Cause I, I really don't remember the Two Towers mm. and um, Return of the King as much. Whereas like I can kind of remember beat for beat what happens in the first yeah. one. So I knew going in like, okay, I'm going to watch it up to here and then I'm going to take a break because yeah. it, it does very much have that act structure mm. where they are these like little episodes which are quite fun yep. to watch by themselves um but maybe the i feel like the second ones and the third one are a little bit more disjointed mm. but um i enjoyed watching it that way i think it probably more than if i just tried to sit down and watch it all in one go yeah. I, I might have got a little bit over overwhelmed or bored what about you Carl? um so well, I'm in the same boat as you, really, Jack. Um, the fiance, uh, the the wife, sorry, the, the, yeah. the wife wants to continue to watch them. Like we were watching The Hobbit last night, um, so I can't really get away from it. But to be honest, I probably would have hit the hit the abort button. Unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, I would have unsubscribed. <laughs> it out. Um, but That's funny because uh, um, my fiance wants nothing to do with it, and I'm all in. <laughs> She's never seen it, and she says she never will. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, then it's settled. We are watching the two towers. We're going back. We're back for more, <laughs> baby. Well, I mean, Cole, uh, I think the other thing that we're doing with this format is, like, you, we can just watch it without you. Like, you don't... <laughs> free, you know, it's free country. It's free world, baby. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch it, so I might as well come back. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe we'll have Justine on the show. <laughs> yeah, we should have one. She can tell us where all those giant statues are in Wellington. Look, we should, pretty much we should do an episode at this stage. <laughs> we should do an episode that's just our wives and fiancés talking about movies without us. <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> I watched it, but I was on my phone literally the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, yeah, that was that was me. I'll try and pay more attention. Um, I uh, should we get to the? Uh... Oh yeah, loosely, loosely related <laughs> recommendations. Recommendations. I was <laughs> <laughs> so out of sync. Jesus. Um, okay. Go count. You sound like you've loose... got one. Uh, Cole, you're ready. I've got one. I got one. You go first. Okay, so this is pretty loose, and I thought I'd I'd take one, like a couple of degrees of separation. So mm-hmm. a little bit of backstory, Callan. I know you were trying to read the first Robert Jordan book um, in the Wheel of Time series. Oh, the Wheel of Time. Yeah. Um, what's it called? The Great? Oh, no, not the Great Hunt. It's the, the Wheel of Eye of the World. The Wheel Eye of the World. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say that 
I bought the second one and then I only like a few days later, I called my mate up, James, the same dude. And he <laughs> read them all. Like he was addicted as they were coming out. And then Robert Jordan yeah. died, yeah. Um, unfortunately, before he could wrap up all these threads of the story. And it was like there were 12 books in or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the son finishes the book and um, apparently it's, I, I spoke to him and I said, look, is it worth it? Like, is it worth it to go through that 12 book? Because they're big books as well. And he was, because yeah. we're both, you know, at the same point in the first book and it, it just meanders. There's too much, like you go to one Did you town. finish the first book in the end? I got, I got very close. Like I'm probably only a hundred pages off, um, which yeah, for the book, it's pretty big. But um, I just thought, you know what? I spoke to him. He said, in hindsight, at the time he was really invested. So he had to find out what was going to happen, what was going to happen, but he, he couldn't recommend it to me. And I know there's people out there mm-hmm. that love this show. So anyway... Loose. I thought I'd slip that in um, because another fantasy series to read. But I'm going to go one one degree away. So the that Uh that series written by Robert Jordan, and I've been watching this Jordan documentary on Netflix. (laughs) 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 The the Last Dance, which is about the Chicago Bulls in the '90s. Oh my god, it's like my childhood revealing in 2020 vision in front of my eyes. It's unbelievable. I I feel like you could have connected that with just one step. You know who loves the ring? Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's, That's very good. good. You know who was the Lord of the Rings? Um, <laughs> um, he was... I thought your, was, I thought your so recommendation good. was going to be taking a book that your friends like and pranking him with it. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> you but... should have tried that again. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, I found the manuscript. He did finish the book. <laughs> I like going to the writing the manuscript. He signed it. I love you, James. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, did you do this? Yes. No, it wasn't me. Have you guys watched it though? It's called The Last Dance. I mean, no, I've seen everyone. I've, seen I, it. I've seen it. I started breakfast. watching the first episode and I thought like maybe like going into it, not really caring about basketball wouldn't matter, but it did matter. I don't care about doesn't basketball. Matter. So mm-hmm. I stopped watching it. Yeah, I think, I think it does matter. But also just to see... Because there's a lot of reporters talking as well. Um, for me, it's just interesting to see like a, a personality that was so big in my childhood, not really knowing why he was so big and just yeah. kind of having this image of him being this, you know, awesome guy. You actually kind of find mm. out he's got so many levels to his personality and he doesn't sound like he was the nicest guy to be around, um, mm. nor like the Chicago Bulls organization. Like there was so much so many issues with the, that team like for instance Scotty Pippen who everyone's like oh he's the number two player he was getting paid absolutely nothing compared to Jordan who was on 22 mil Pippen was on 2 mil a year and which I know is a lot of money still but like when you're that big of a player and you, you're you not being recognized with a salary um, mm-hmm. I think it was just kind of really interesting and in, in how after they've got their second three-peat the whole thing just sort of explodes and they all go in different directions. Which is Did you find the first episode slow? Like, should I go back to it? Or do you think if I wasn't hooked, I just don't care? Um, probably if you're not hooked, then then I wouldn't go back to it. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Not... Give it a look, Jack, if you haven't. Yeah, but I feel like I'm in the same boat as Callan. Michael Jordan? No, yeah. no. Love Space Jam. Did you talk about yeah, Space Jam? I... <laughs> is there an episode about Space Jam? If there's high Space Jam content, uh, I'll, I'll they haven't it. got to Space Jam yet. 
Right. They sort of it follows them through the ninety seven ninety eight season. Okay. And then, like as they're going forward through the season, they cut back into like various years. Yeah. Okay. So they haven't got up to the year where he took like a hiatus, and then I think he filmed Space Jam. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, but count I don't me expect out. that's the story of the show. Come on and flam, and welcome to the jam. <laughs> There's a number two we're coming out for that. Anyway, I'll stop we're doing gonna it. Jam. Callan, what's your um, loosely related recommendation? Okay, so um, I really enjoyed watching the uh, making of of Lord of the Rings, probably more than watching the movie itself. Um, and another interesting fantasy property which has a really uh interesting in-depth making of um is the recent god of war video game which i just started replaying Mm -hmm. because you know iso life um has uh, a pretty uh candid two-hour documentary about the making of it um called raising kratos and it's just on YouTube and you can watch it. Uh, and it's actually really interesting to see like just how emotional, like the uh, the way that people connected to it is. Because the first three God of War games are like the most video gamey video games where it's just like, oh, I'm a man. Ah! Yeah. And I'm angry. <laughs> and I'm going to rip um, this person's that's head what off. I loved about those games. Yeah, and I mean they're fun for what they are, but then the the the, um, the latest one has much more of a kind of emotional core, um, and this kind of explores not only bringing that emotional core to it, but the kind of sacrifices um, that the various people who worked on it have made um, mm. in kind of you know like giving up having good relationships with their family because they're just working so much. And it's, I, I always just really like seeing those kind of like um, behind the scenes, how did this get made kind of stuff. So the scary, uh, the scary thing about like um, the best video games, like definitely in the last few years is that it sounds like the working conditions for the people yeah. are horrendous mm. and that you yeah. pretty much have to, you know, be, be working like, 23 hours a day or something um, yeah which is terrible because like it almost makes me think like what if we're not going to get games of the caliber of red dead redemption 2 or even even though i never really sort of finished god of war um because like i think the the video game industry doesn't have a um what is it a, a, a union a, a union a union that's the word um so that yeah but that but each of the big developers are trying to take steps to avoid the scenario that that was sort of revealed at rockstar um yeah yeah for sure but well, on, they get, on they get into it so people bit. don't find out yeah that's right well um, yeah that's the wrong way that stuff is always going to come out if if they are mm. being like dicks in management but um that game cal like it's i i loved it i played the first sort of level like up to the point where that sort of some sort of god shows up and he's you know he's sniffing around your house and then you go into some massive battle um but like the thing the thing that i struggled with with that game um which put me off was like you actually needed to to use controls as opposed to like the old game where i was like i can just mash and kill everything and i'm amazing i feel so powerful 
And this was like it's a completely right. different yeah. style of game. It was like press a button to throw your axe and then press a button to get the axe back. I was like, what? Like, just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll yeah. definitely get back to it, but um, it looks stunning. Yeah, it's good. I, I played it when it came out and finished it and I just put it back in again because it's just, it's like, it's fun and it's escapist. And there's also just like a really nice core relationship with, with the son and old beardy McGee. Um. What's your recommendation, Jacko? Um, I've got uh, I've got two I've got two and a half. Um, so the first one is uh, I'm going to relate to uh, the town of uh, Hobbiton or or where, wherever it is all the hobbits live. It's a very sort of quaint sort of villager sort of feel. And another uh-huh. property that has a quaint villager sort of feel is the game Settlers of Catan, which I'm sure you're all familiar <laughs> with. But yep. um, I've been playing. Um, I don't play a lot of online games. But I've been playing Settlers of yep. Catan online with some of my friends who I would occasionally play Settlers of Catan in person with back when you could do that. Yeah. Um, and the online platform for Settlers of Catan, it's free to play against your friends. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty yeah, platform stable and it's it's good fun. It's a good way to connect with people. Um, you know, you can have you can have a, a Facebook chat going in one window or on your phone and Settlers of Catan going on the other. And you can abuse your friends. What's the platform, Jack? It's on Steam. You can get it on Steam, but it's free to play. Oh, right. I think it's called like Catan Universe. Yeah, Catan Universe. Yeah, exactly. You can even play it in your browser if you don't want to get Steam for whatever reason. And you can get it on iPad and iPhone. So it's very accessible. Um, And uh, me and my my fiance, we don't have a copy of Settlers of Catan, but we've been playing it at home, like against like the two of us and, (laughs) and an AI player as well. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, she's. Uh, so we spent many nights with her not talking to me because I fucking dominate that longest road, <laughs> bitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's my first recommendation. I've got a mate who's super into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, my second recommendation, I'm going to loosely rec- uh, relate to. Um, so in this uh, in this podcast, uh, the three of us watched Lord of the Rings. I'm going to recommend another podcast. That's hosted by two of the guys who are on this podcast. <laughs> Cole, do you have a new podcast? <laughs> I'm going to recommend a brand Is new it podcast. The speculators? No, I'm going to recommend a brand new podcast that, uh, by the time this goes up, should be up everywhere. It should. It's on Spotify now, but it's really hard to find. So hopefully, it's a bit easier to find by the time this goes live, Callan. Um, but mm. Cole, do yourself a favor and get onto the secret world of Callan Jack, in which Callan Jack watch Alex Mack. <laughs> no, it's really? A, yeah. we're doing, we're doing, so we're doing oh another podcast God. where we've gone back to watch uh, the 90s Nickelodeon classic, The Secret World of Alex Mack, uh, because we've got so much time on our hands. Yeah, I think in the time between podcasts for this show, we've done like three episodes. Yes. No, we've done Alex. four, we've done four, Cal. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, what, it's what, a great show. I'm trying to search on Spotify now. Cal? Cal the, and the, Jack? The Secret Cal World and of Cal and Jack. Jack. The Secret World of Cal and Jack. I'm trying to find it. I don't think it... Wait, it might not has. be coming up. Cal, and I'll send you a link to put in the show notes. But um, That is a long podcast name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we really learned our lesson with Would You Like Franchise <laughs> with that. Yeah, but you're going to need to abbreviate that. Look, oh, it's, not, uh, it's not coming up, but oddly enough, Cal, there's a weird thing... 
You sent me through a Dungeons and Dragons playlist the other day, like months ago. <laughs> it's the only thing that comes up is my recently played. It's, it's always there and I never listen to it. I don't know why. Spotify is like broken on my computer. Always remind, it's like Bloodborne, Warcraft, is this, um, and the Witcher soundtracks. Is this, is this you preemptively getting ahead of all the people who are going to make fun of you on Facebook for the fact that you listen to the Dungeons & Dragons playlist <laughs> non-stop every day? <laughs> oh, it's no, just no, on no. there. It's my, my Spotify's broken. I don't know why it keeps coming up. I haven't listened to it once. It's, it, it's an issue that's um, it's been reported. But it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're not doing anything about it. I, I'm telling you. Stop telling everyone how much of a nerd I am. <laughs> or someone's getting into my account and listening to that nonstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. Um, no, that sounds very exciting. Yes. All right, Alex, Alex Mack. I was um, did watch it when I was a kid, but not too. Uh... She was uh, she was uh, kind of cute. The the lead girl what was her name. <laughs> she's like twelve and she's in that show. Well, I was twelve and I watched it. So I'm, that's <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's I'm a valid I'm watching it now, so I am not going to comment. <laughs> yeah. All I know is her sister thinks she's a science project. Yeah. I don't see anything. Else. <laughs> Does her yeah, sister even know that she's got the power? Yeah, yeah. Beth and Ray thinks it's cool, and her sister Annie thinks she's a science project. Look, Cole, listen to the podcast. It's all there. It's all explained. <laughs> <laughs> we go through this. <laughs> it's that deep dive you've always wanted. Oh my gosh. Okay. How many seasons of that show are there? How many episodes? Four. There's like 70 episodes. Wow. Okay. Plenty of material. Okay. I can't wait. Yep. Well, that's uh, that wraps up uh, loosely related recommendations and that wraps up the uh, our first foray into Lord of the Rings. And uh, I guess we do want franchise with that. So we're coming back for another one. Two more towers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yep. And uh, and uh, unless anyone else has got anything to add, uh, until next time, I've been Jack. I've been Cal. And I've been Cole. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.